the icons of real estate podcast. Are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from top producing icon agents? Ready to skyrocket your business? This podcast is for you. Tune in every week with your host, Tomasz Fonseca, and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your business. From $3 million to $30 million in just 12 months. Brought to you by the Masters in Real Estate Marketing, Ardor SEO. Welcome to the Icons of Real Estate. I'm Tim Calloway. have a very special guest all the way from Bonita Springs, Florida, Julie McElyer. Julie has worked in the real estate industry since 2005. Julie's also well-versed in property management, vacation beach properties, uh, working with buyers, sellers, investors, builders, relocations, land development, you name it. If it involves real estate, uh, she, she knows it. Uh, Julie has four children, works two offices, one down at Bonita Springs and one up in Illinois. Julie, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. So, you know, you uh, you kind of fit the bill as, as far as, uh, you know, uh, you're in Bonita Springs. And of course, I'm down in Southeast Florida, as most listeners know. And we, we have a term for some folks called snowbirds. Uh, yeah. not, that you, <laughs> not that you're a snowbird, but you do have two offices. You, you've got one uh, up in Illinois still and, and one down here. Tell me how you got started and how kind of how that evolved and, you know, how you got to where you are now. Sure. Um, so I started my real estate career back right after I graduated um, from Eastern Illinois University. I, I started working at a foreclosure law firm. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually wanted to be an attorney and I took some, in my opinion, really good advice. They said, you know, go work at a law firm and see if that's really what you want to do. Right. And so I did. I went and worked at a law firm and I decided an attorney was not what I wanted to do <laughs> at all. Right. Um, but I, I learned a lot about, well, foreclosures, bankruptcy, REO properties, those sort of things. Um, our clients were all the large banks. So Freddie, Fannie, um, you know, right. Chase, everything. And I, I worked there from 2005 to 2016. Wow. So I had a lot, lot of information, but I realized I didn't like taking people's homes. I thought there was so much that could be done, you know, to help homeowners either stay in their properties or just, you know, helping buyers and sellers in terms of that. So I just became really, really interested. Um, I was licensed. I worked full-time at at the law firm and then just did real estate part-time for a few years and then kind of decided real estate's what I wanted to do full-time. So I opened my first office in Shanahan, Illinois in 2015. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, that's, it's interesting you say that it's really kind of opened my thought process up a little bit about this. I was talking to someone yesterday and they were saying, you know, you don't get, and he was a a former police officer and he says, you don't get a lot of hugs, you know, as a police officer. Uh, Yes. And he, he was trying to change lives, of course, going into mm-hmm. law enforcement. And he and he realized he was uh, he did something similar where he did a real estate part time. And he goes and it was life changing as well. Right. We, you, you helped change lives. And you said something, uh, Julie, r- right in the middle of that, where you said, I didn't like taking people's homes. Right. And, you know, of course, that, that's never a good feeling. Uh, but tell me how in, in a lot of a lot of folks don't realize this. Tell me how 
uh, you can help someone, and, I, and I'm taking it off, diverging it a little bit, help someone who maybe is in trouble. Maybe they need a short sell or they're, uh, they're under the auspice of, of a possible foreclosure. Sure, absolutely. And this is something I've talked about for years, so I'm so glad you asked that question because so many homeowners don't realize how much help is available. Right. And, and they, you know, just kind of, they hide, they hide in a corner and feel like I'm just going to pretend this isn't happening. And, you know, I, unfortunately, before I left the law firm, I was working in our sales department and I would get these calls, you know, the day before their property was going to sale saying, what, what can I do to save my house? I would say for anyone that is having trouble, you have several different options. The first one would be, you know, contact whoever your servicer is. So if that's Chase, Bank of America, whoever that is, and speak to their loss mitigation department. Mm -hmm. They will have different programs that most likely, you know, a lot of people do qualify for. However, you know, you'll deal with situations where there's divorces, um, people had to file bankruptcy for medical issues, things like that. Yeah. In those situations, when they know they can't, they, they can't save the house, or maybe they don't want to, maybe, you know, they want to sell it. The first thing you do is you contact your lender, let them know what's going on because they have departments that are there to help and everyone, you know, they see the bank as the enemy. And I can assure you, banks don't, they don't want to take your house. You right. know, they, they either want you to stay in it or sell it and they want to get whatever they're owed back out of it. So in terms of, of buyers, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what their best option is, I'm sorry, sellers, because that's right. essentially what the, what the homeowner becomes. Owners, you, yeah. you have a few options. Um, you can either do, there's something called a deed in lieu where you can deed the property back to the bank, which is a, it's a simpler process. Um, there's also short sales. And a lot of people, in my opinion, they're very confused on what a short sale means, but it's basically you owe more on the house than it's worth. But what you need to do is you contact your bank right away. You don't wait six months. Like in Illinois, foreclosures can take a year or more yeah. with how backlogged things are. Florida runs a little faster. Um, <laughs> but that being said, you contact your bank. You let them know, I want to sell the house. You find an agent that knows short sales, that knows foreclosures. They understand this process because as the homeowner, you have to fill out a ton of paperwork. You're basically applying to the bank to say, look, I can't afford this house. And a lot of agents make the mistake of thinking they know what they're doing and they don't. Right. So it causes huge time delays and you want to make sure like whatever it is, you communicate right away. Don't wait, contact your bank, find an agent that specializes in foreclosures and short sales and, and move forward as fast as you can because it's a long process. Right. So I, you know, I, I, ask you, um, you know, pre-show, we, we had talked about some things and you had sent some things in uh, about making changes in the real estate industry overall. Mm -hmm. Can you expound upon that a little bit and explain exactly what you mean by that? Sure. So what I personally feel, well, when I opened my first office, I did that because I was with, um, I was affiliated with some previous offices that I feel like they give you a lot of hype and they tell you all these great things that are going to happen, which you probably hear this all the time interviewing agents, right? Right. Um, and Don't believe the just, hype. Yes. Yes. So you think, oh my gosh, this is going to be great. I'm going to get all these leads from, you know, my, my managing broker and my broker, depending on what state you're in, what they call, you know, your boss. Right. Um, 
And you just feel let down because you're not given the proper training. And I feel like as, you know, at NAR in general, I know they, they do a good job, you know, pushing ethically what agents need to do, what, how we should act, how we treat our clients, how we treat other agents. But I don't feel that there's enough training for new agents. I feel like it is so lacking as far as, I mean, I still have contracts right now. I can't think of the last time that I had a contract come in that I didn't have to correct something on the other side because, and, and, and I, it's frustrating because I feel like it's not the agent's fault. They're not being trained properly. And Right. You don't know what you don't know, right? Yes, exactly. So I try to help them, um, you know, in terms of that, I just feel like there could be so much more done with training. And I understand, you know, NAR and whatever, whatever state you're in, those are large organizations. You cannot train every single agent on the specific contract, you know, that they're going to use in that county or that area. But I feel like there's so much lacking in terms of, you know, just overall training how do you how do you schedule a showing on a house how do you you know submit feedback how do you write an offer what are the time frames we have to deal with here with these contracts to make sure our clients aren't missing a deadline because you know depending on the state you're in like illinois is an attorney review state so attorneys are involved most of the time at least northern illinois where i'm at um florida is is not attorney so as the agents it's you and that other agent and you're dealing with the title company as well but i feel like there's just there's such a lack of of training in general and i feel like a lot of agents get into this business because it's going to be easy money or because they think they're going to have flexible schedules and they're not being fed the correct information that this is a hard business there's a reason that 90 percent of agents fail after their two years you know And just, and that's what I try to tell any agent that I meet with that's talking about either getting into real estate or they got their license. I can usually tell within about five minutes how they're going to do in the, in this field, because you find out what their motivations are. If they say, I just want to make a ton of money and I want to get a really nice car. Okay. Well, that might work for a year or two, but you're not (laughs) going to build rapport with clients. You're not going to have repeat business. It's, it's not going to work. And I feel like you know, it's just an industry that does set up a lot of people to fail because no one is honest about the amount of time and work and energy this really takes. Because a lot of times you're working for free. Sure. I mean, uh, a, a, a lot, a lot of the times. And mm-hmm. I, uh, I, you know, I always say new realtors watch way too much TV. Um, and, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, either whether it's HDTV or, or A&E or whatever it might be, flip this house. Uh, and, and, you know, the market has created that a little bit. You said it just a couple of minutes ago that, you know, it's it seems easy. But talking to, to folks like you and uh, other others that are successful, um, they would never say it is never in any podcast I've done. They said, oh, it was easy. Right. <laughs> Julie, I've never heard anybody say it was easy. So right. and so I think that does create um, the the potential for errors and potential for mm-hmm. and more more than errors. You said it, uh, failure. And I think you know I I think agents are figuring that out in building teams and starting coaching programs for new mm-hmm. agents. I have recommendations I would make to agents, but I'd like to hear if anybody who was who is you, know, you said within five minutes you can tell kind of what's going to happen or, or what how they may 
attempt things. Mm -hmm. What is your recommendation? I mean, let's just say I, I recommended somebody to you that I think is a real hot dog and they're, they're a go-getter and they go, well, I, I got my license 24 hours ago. Julie, what do I do? What's your recommendation? How should they start? So with new agents, what I always tell them, you obviously want to advertise yourself and you want to try to do it in free ways or very low cost ways because new agents also don't understand all the fees that were charged, especially that first year. So they have sticker shock because they're looking at these prices. They think, okay, well, I paid, you know, $400 for my real estate course, right? I, I should be able to get going now. And so, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's so the easy I, part. That's yes. the easy part. <laughs> yes. So what I always tell them is you want to do, I mean, utilize the tools that we have that are free. So even if, even if you don't like Facebook, you don't like Instagram, yeah, LinkedIn, get on those websites. It is free to you. What you want to do is drum up, you know, just the knowledge that, hey, okay, um, so-and-so that I haven't talked to in five years, but we're friends on Facebook, they saw that I'm an agent, right? Right. And, and I always say that meaning your, your first six months to a year are the most difficult because not only are you struggling to build you know, a sphere of, of clients and, right. and building that rapport, but you also, you're dealing with an issue unless you have a second job or your spouse works and you have no concerns with money, you know, marketing takes a lot of money. And in the sure. beginning, you do not have it. So right. I always say, you know, get out there on social media. I don't really recommend, I know a lot of people like to push, you know, sending out emails and saying, right. Hey, I'm doing real estate. We're spammed so much. I mean, with emails and things like that, I really, I'm not saying don't do it. And maybe you do have some clients that will read emails, but I feel like a lot of it's social media and it's going to be word of mouth. So get out there and involved in your community. And yeah. I say that meaning don't walk around and hand out, you know, 50 business cards to everyone and say, Hey, I'm in real estate now. You don't want to come off as a used car salesman by any means, because that's what I feel like a lot of agents you know, I, when you hear from the general public, they think, you know, they, they put us in that category. And well, unfortunately, there are some, you know, bad apples, but a lot of agents are very good people and they do. They oh, want to help sure. their community. You know, we want we want what's best. I mean, for our clients. Right. right. And what you want to do is you put yourself out there in free ways. Like like I said, so you do social media, one low cost um, marketing tool that I give all my new agents. It's it's door hangers. Yeah. You literally. And you're not knocking on people's doors. You're not asking to speak with them. You're farming specific subdivisions. You have to do it consistently. So either every month, every other month. And out of all the years I've done that, I've only had two people that were angry and sent me back their cards. So I was like, okay, well, we yeah. just won't put it on their door anymore. But like, there's you know. going to be those people, but that's, that's really how the industry evolved. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm older than most of my guests and, and I can tell you, uh, and I, I've, I've spent my whole life marketing with realtors and, and teaching mm -hmm. realtors how to market. Uh, but I can tell you this, I do remember going all the way back to the early nineties and, you know, getting door hangers printed for realtors by the thousands. And I'm not talking one realtor, every realtor. That was a staple, you know, right? that's a staple. Uh, picking up the phone and making calls, that's a staple. Um, you know, I could, I could probably do a whole nother show on just how to get in touch with people or a masterclass. 
on just how to get in touch with people in certain neighborhoods and certain areas. Do you feel being very granular about the neighborhoods that they want to market in is important? Like oh, specific? Ab yes, absolutely. And that's why I was saying the door hangers, I found to be, they were extremely effective because you're hitting, and in the beginning I did every month and then I switched to every two months. And right. you have to be consistent. This is not something you do once and think your phone's going to blow up, right? right. You, I did it for a year and I actually hired a neighbor kid and I paid him 10 cents a door hanger to go put him on because he could do it way faster than me and he had rollerblades. So it was yeah. great, right? It was a great system. Yes. And, you know, the effectiveness of that, because yeah, a lot of people, they're just going to throw them away, whatever. Right. But people physically have to take it off of their door and they're going to look at it either way. It's not like direct mail. Where, I mean, like in Florida, my gosh, I get, you know, five different agents direct mail every day. Every you day. Know, sell your house. I can sell your house. And it's just another form of spam, in my opinion, just like emails, yeah. you know, yeah. to an extent. You, you know, it, it, it would be nice. And, and there are ways to do it. And most of my listeners know my ways. But, you know, finding people in the cycle. Right. Finding yes. people in the selling cycle or buying cycle or whatever it is. And that's really what we're looking for. And sometimes you got to fish with a big net. Right. And those yes. big nets are sometimes uh, cheap, but they but they, uh, you know, a lot of footwork. Just real quick. I just just I almost started laughing because um, I remember in 1983. Now I'm really telling you how old I am. Right? <laughs> I wanted to buy a moped. And uh, uh, because I wasn't old enough to drive, of course, but I had to get places. And, uh, you know, in the state of Ohio, you could be 14 years old. And uh, I was going to turn 14 then. My neighbor was a realtor. And she came to me and said, hey, I need to put out door hangers in communities. You know, can I pay you $20 back then, $20 a day or whatever for, you know, a neighborhood to do those? And that's actually my first foray into real estate. But, man, I got to tell you. Little Tim at, you know, right. 14 years old, a very much fitter Tim. Well, I would just run down, boom, 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 boom. And every week she would have me have me hit these new neighborhoods. It was like four neighborhoods. And yes. yeah, so, I mean, it, and, and trust me, that still works today if, you'll, if you're willing yeah, to do it. It's effective. And yeah. like I said, a lot of agents don't want to do it. And I, right. I also, I'm fr it's frustrating for new agents because they have so much coming at them. They're inundated with marketing materials right. and do you know join this lead source program pay for right. this you know between right. zillow realtor.com all of these programs they're not cheap no. and you know i feel like a lot of agents like going back to you know why so many agents do fail they put their money in the wrong wrong spots you right. know they're they're paying all this money out for advertising that's not effective and right. no one and i get it i don't personally go and knock on people's doors because i don't like when people come to my door to solicit right. me, right? But a door hanger, it's it's very, you know, it's very soft, meaning you're it's not you're not, not in their face, soft. you know? And you you market that you're local in the community, you're an expert, you know the area. That's what sellers want. Yeah. But Julie, you and I both know the truth. It is hot as heck in South. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. The thought of going to 250 to 300 homes this afternoon scares the crap out of me. It just so hot. <laughs> yes. You know. Yes. Well, yeah. And that's why I said you get you get a neighbor kid or if yeah. your kid 10 years old, 12 year old kid, yeah, right? Somebody get wants some a moped. 
Yes. Yeah. Like get some okay. water, get your rollerblades yeah. and they will love it because they, they hand these out and then I'm giving you 25 bucks cash. Right. right. Because you like, and you mean the price hasn't system. gone up since I was a kid. I haven't. I, I do 10 cents a door hanger. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That makes sense. 250. Usually you do, you'll do it in a, in a, in a, in a grouping. Yeah. Right. So that, that, that's it. That's, I think that's great advice. And, and mm -hmm. most of my guests will tell you, you know, that's how they started. And, you're right. Going back to the beginning of this conversation that somebody needs to put together a real formula uh, yes, for, for a young agent. And so there is more success out there because there's going to become a time. And I don't know when that is, but people aren't going to be lining up for your open house. Right. I mean, it's going. Yes. To going back and to the basics. I've seen that shift, yeah. you know, in both Illinois and Florida. It's yeah. it's not as drastic as, you know, oh, seven, oh, eight as of right now, but I mean, with interest rates tripling yeah, that, that in itself, I have had several buyers that we've had to scale back, you know, their pre-approved amounts because, right. because they can't, they simply can't afford it anymore. So, so yeah, I mean, I, 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 you have to be, you know, very wise about it. So let's, let's shift gears a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Talk about where you kind of see yourself over the next five years and, and what you see for, you know, your business either in Illinois or here in Florida. Sure. Um, so I see myself doing a lot more coaching and training for new agents. I mean, I love my buyers and sellers, but what I found is just being one person, being able to train my agents to go out there, there can be, you know, so many more people helping others that, you know, are educated themselves, meaning my agents know what they're doing. They're going to have their client's best interests in mind because, you know, unfortunately we deal with a lot of agents that maybe aren't as ethical as I think they should be. And, you know, it does harm the general public and it's hard, sure. but it's, it's hard to, to see that. But at the same time, I want to train agents to go out and do what I've been doing because I absolutely I love that aspect of real estate, being able to train and coach. Um, so I'm actually just a few days ago, I'm actually putting together a, a coaching program that I'm oh. going to start recording for over this next month. So I'm really, really excited about that. Um, nice. But with both offices, yeah, just my office in Illinois, it does really well. It's small. Um, there's, you know, four agents. That being said, what I love about it is that everyone knows what they're doing. We can all help each other out. And I don't do this because I want to say I have, you know, a hundred agents that work for me because I know I cannot, I cannot right. train a hundred agents. I can't manage a hundred agents on my own. And um, my goal is like in Illinois, I, I started building a team. So I have a team member now that I trained her and she's doing awesome, but being able to, kind of not step away from Illinois because I, like I said, I fly up there every month. I'm still very involved with the files. Right. Um, but for my Florida office, I want to grow that more with my agents, with the training versus me doing all of that work and do, you know, running out and showing buyers homes, doing all the listings. Of course, I still take clients out and things like that, but I want my agents right. to have that success. And, nice. you know, the more I can train them, the, the better they're going to be. Because like I said, when I got into this, it really was, I wasn't planning on opening my own office ever. What happened is I got upset because I had some, some managing brokers that, you know, they tell you they're going to help you. They're going to be there for you. And then you ask a simple question yeah. and you know, they tell you, 
oh no, you you have to come into this extra training on this day on this night, which right. I couldn't do because I have at the time I had three kids and my right. husband was working midnights. I can't come in and do that. And they're not really there to help you, in my opinion. And I'm not saying all are like that. That was just my experience. I didn't get that, you know, that leadership or that training right. that I was really looking for. So I figured, well, I'm going to do it. So other agents don't ever have to feel the way I did, where you're scared to ask a question. You're scared to ask, right. how do I market myself? You know? Yeah. They're almost like make the assumption that you should know that or, you know, yes. monkey see, yes. monkey do, right? I mean, yes. I've been in it 10 years. Just do what I do. I, I, I'm giving you the right 10 year action plan. And you're you not. They're just looking at you going, wow. He goes out and closes deals or she goes out and gets listings and and it doesn't the magic happens on the ground the magic happens face Absolutely. to face so mm -hmm. yeah so julie great stuff um you know i, I think you really have, have a great toehold on what needs to be done and, and definitely for your business uh you know your vision moving forward with the coaching and things of that nature mm -hmm. it's, it's going to be exciting to to kind of to watch how this grows. And I look forward to talking to you again. Any last words? I'd like to give, uh, you know, our guests kind of the last word and, or anything that we may have left out that you want people to hear. Oh, um, I actually have, um, I host a TV show. Oh, um, it's called, yeah, it's called American Dream TV and it's the Selling Chicago segment. So every other month, um, and I'm based out of Shanahan, which is about 45 minutes or so. Well, longer depending on traffic in Chicago, but <laughs> South of Chicago, Southwest. Um, and we focus on different lifestyle events, like awesome, you know, amenities that the community offers and restaurants. I do some, you know, I, I do showcase some housing, but just kind of showcasing Shanahan, what a great area it is. Oh, that's so, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, which that's really exciting. I mean, what I would leave to everyone, especially if you're a newer agent or you think about, you know, getting into real estate, sit down and talk with somebody that you respect that is in that business, because you want to make sure you're making the right decisions and you're making the best value for your time and money. Because it breaks my heart when I see agents that have these, you know, amazing ideas and they have so many, you know, you know, different dreams that they want to accomplish. And then you realize that it, it's not going to happen. And that's really strongly due to choosing the wrong office. Right. You need to, you know, interview a few different offices, go with a, a broker or managing broker if you're in Illinois that is, you know, they, they fit with you, meaning they're aligned with you. You feel comfortable with them because you should, if you're working in real estate, you should almost be asking questions every day. Of course. You know, oh, yeah. you, and you want to be, it's almost like it's a second family and you want to make sure that you're comfortable with whoever that is. So I would say, you know, to anyone that's looking in this field, you know, just do your homework, do your research, but always follow your gut. Meaning if something doesn't seem right, but you want to go with this office because there's 150 agents, there's a reason it doesn't feel right. And some people love those huge offices. And if that works for them, great. Right. If you're looking for, you know, more hands-on, go with the smaller office, but always go with your gut, do what's best for you. And do not think that this is an easy career to get into and it's just right. going to skyrocket, you know. The instant TV. you get your license. But, I, you yeah. know, I will say real estate is the most rewarding career I've ever been in. I mean, the potential is unlimited. You just have to stay in there. You got to keep working. You got to keep moving forward. Fantastic. And Julie, how should people get in touch with you? These people that, that are listening going, yeah, 
she's right. I That's what I need. How should they get in touch with you? Sure. So they can either call or text me. My number is 815-474-2244. Or they can send me an email, which is my first and last name, which is going to be probably confusing for people <laughs> to, to hear. But it's it's Julie McLeay. <laughs> McLeay is spelled M-C-E-L-Y-E-A at remax.net. Or they can also go to my website, which is selling CMS. So C is in cat, M is in Mary, S is in Sam.com. And they can contact me through the website as well. Perfect. We got it. Thank you so much, Julie, for being on the show today. We really enjoyed it. Uh, great. I think great knowledge and you make some very valid points about kind of the direction uh, for newer agents and even existing agents that are building a business. So right. uh, enjoy the rest of your week, be safe. And I really look forward to uh, talking to you again, see how things are going. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Awesome. Have a great day. All right. Thank you. Bye.